Amen. This world is a dark world right now. And sometimes it's hard to see the light and hope in the midst of everything that we see going on. And in just this year, we've seen incredible evil take many lives, terrorist attacks, rumors of wars. We've seen natural disasters in the land, hurricanes. We've also even had an earthquake here in Arkansas. We've also seen here this past week of a blizzard in Hawaii. There's a lot going on at the same time. But be rest assured that there is nothing happening that God didn't already speak about. You are living in the end times of the end time. So today we're going to take a look at the prophetic word about the end times. Amen? First, we're going to deal with false prophets, false Christs that will appear and deceive. Amen. Many will come in the name of the Lord Jesus claiming I am he. And we already know that the only person that can claim I am is Jesus Christ. He told you from the beginning I am that I am. And there is no substitute for the I am. And will deceive many. And with all the prophecies and all the signs of the end times, Jesus tells us in, a, in his word to stay aware. Be alert. Keep your eyes and your ears open to what the move of God is, the will of God is, the plan and purposes of God. Uh, because this generation is itching to see a miracle. They're itching to see a sign. Disciples, that's what the Gentiles do. Basically, he was saying that's what unsaved folks do. Huh? Because you just simply can't believe. We always got to want to something. Huh? Instead of believing God. And, uh, this is a time, saints, where you got to believe God at his word. Whether you see a miracle, whether you think you see, because you see a miracle every day, you get up and you do a miracle. Huh? Whether you think you see somebody else in this generation thrives on You know, everything got to be go big or go home. You know, it's got to be lavish. Got to be serious. And that same spirit has crept in the church. You know, if we don't see folks falling out, if we don't see folks as you know, uh, coming out of the wheelchair and raising up from the dead, no, that is nation of the power of God. But if, we don't think God is moving. But God is moving in spite of what you see. <laughs> yeah, He's moving. 
The question is, is that the hearts of the people, huh? Are we in a position for the move in the glory of God? See, the, the thing was that in uh, the Old Testament, in the days of the apostles, the people were in a position to witness the glory of God. Ah, and I'm mighty afraid that we're struggling in this day and time. Whether we want to admit it or not, we're struggling. Huh? To be in a position for God to make a... Oh, my God, I'm going to get there. Just hold on for a second. 2 Timothy chapter verse 5 talks about having a form of godliness. And that's our We do the churchy thing. We have our services and our programs. We raise our money, have our fundraise. We have the cookie sale and the bake sale. Oh, and, and we have the yards. Oh, our tracks and or oh, we give out goodie bags we we uh, we sing and we shout and we dance we do all that churchy stuff but God wants to know is where in heart a lot of what we're doing is vain and I'm talking not talking about that mercy ministries but if you apply, you just apply. A lot of what's been done in this generation is vain. God is not receiving it. And we have to question why it Why is God not accepting our worship? Why is God not accepting sacrifices? all of our offerings. Why is God pleased huh, with our song and our dance? Oh, this churchiness that we do. Services, services and revivals and revivals and all that we do. Why is God not accepting the not with God? It's with the people. Huh? So we got to search ourselves in these end time saints. We've got to do a search of our own self and say, God, whatever it is, I'm please you. <laughs> I'm not going after the applauding of men. And if anybody in this room, if you're going after the applauding men, tell you, Going down the wrong road. No matter how much your name, and no matter how much tell you how good of a job you're doing, you better pray that God endorses you. That God said, "I'm pleased." Oh my God! Uh, that God take His soul from heaven down on your life. Uh, you better pray. With the good and faithful servant. 
That's what we should be striving for. Oh, hallelujah. I just want God, please. Every saint of God, we should want God to be pleased. Oh, my God. We're so concerned about opinions and popularity in this era. Oh, when we should be concerned about our and I'll walk with God. Oh, come on here. Oh, we got to get past this carnality spirit in the church and get back to whatever it takes. I got to please the master. Whatever it takes, I got to get out of self and self-righteousness because we got a lot of self-righteous folk. But are you pleasing God? Oh, we got a lot of false prophets claiming they something, huh? Boasting and bragging proudly of their anointing and their office. Uh, you ain't got to wave no flag. When God call you, when God endorse you, oh, you ain't got to walk around telling everybody who you are and what your title is and address me by this and address me by that. Oh, yeah, I've had people tell me that. Oh, yeah, you ain't got to wave no flag oh, because the anointing is the difference. Oh, my God, people should see that it's something different about you. Oh, you're anointing speaks for itself. Oh, because when God endorse it, can't no devil in hell put nothing to it. Oh, you ain't got to talk loud about who you are. They should know who you are when you walk into the room. They should know by your works. They should know by your lifestyle. They should know because you're walking upright that you're holy and sanctified. You ain't got to pop your own self. Jesus. Hmm. Uh, to God be all the glory. Oh my God. That he would even consider us uh, for such a great office. Uh, we got this generation that's playing around with the spirit, with the spirit of prophecy and with the office of a prophet. Let me tell you, the office of a prophet is a heavy office. Mm, you don't want to ask for that? Oh, no, no. Oh, you think you're rolling now? Oh, you can't get along without friends on your side. You don't want to be a prophet? Oh, because prophets are isolated. They are by themselves. God ain't got them around a whole bunch of people because he got to deal with them and give them what to say to his people and make sure they're in tune with the Holy Ghost. And it's not them, but what? God has to say because they're his mouthpiece and mouthpieces ain't running around with a crowd. You tell you that now. Huh, they ain't running around with no crowd. Huh, they ain't got two armor barrels and three servants walking around carrying their Bible and carrying their robe. Uh, oh, and giving them peppermints and water. The devil is a liar. Huh? Oh, you better search the scriptures. Huh? Read the book of the prophets. Huh? They walked alone. Huh? Oh, Elijah had a few servants. Huh? But Elijah huh, was separated. Huh? They had to approach the man of God. Huh? And Ask him what does saith the Lord. Oh, come on here. You want to be somebody in God. You're going to have to learn the hard way, honey. It's a separated life. 
work of God. Matthew 7, the 15th verse through 16. Jesus said, watch out for the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing. And we don't see sheep clothing down through the years in the church. Huh? That ain't nothing new. I know why folks acting like, oh, you're so easily fooled. And we don't see sheep clothing. But inwardly, they are ravening of voracious wolves. And Jesus said, you will recognize or you will know them by what? Their fruit. Hmm. Yeah, so we should be watching fruits. That's why it's important that you know them that labor among you. Huh? Oh, you got to watch out for smooth talking. We got a bunch of smooth talking in this generation. We got a bunch of slicksters. Oh, my God, they can talk a good game, but you got to be able to discern past the good talking. Yay. We got a bunch of microwave preachers, huh? novices, ain't been in the church a good five, ten years, but God done gave them the keys to everything. Ain't been through nothing, ain't been tested, ain't been tried, but God all of a sudden trusts them with this heavy office and anointing. Hmm? Microwave preachers. Y'all follow that kind of stuff. <laughs> huh? I think it's nice and cute because we are painting young bishops. Huh? We got more young bishops and young apostles. They still got milk behind their ears. Hmm? And oh, I just love my pre Oh, he just like nothing. Oh. Huh? First of all, he ain't got a job. He ain't working. Don't even know what it's like to be in the workforce. Huh? But they ordaining him a bishop. He ain't labeled one iota. Huh? Still hot and flashy. Ain't even got no wife. Oh, I'm coming down your road today. Because this is the kind of stuff, you know, this generation lapping up. They ain't stable. Huh? No stability. Ain't even proved themselves to be trustworthy, Emma. But we ordaining them to high offices in the church and wonder why the church is so confused. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get down your row in a second. Uh, but but we, we got to watch out for this kind of stuff, y'all. Because I see it happening more and more and more. Hmm. Hirelings in the church. It's all about money. But God did a thing about a year and a half to two years ago. Kind of shut that down. <laughs> and all this money laundering. That was going on in churches. 
he kind of shut that thing down. Huh? So now, hirelings can't rely on that crutch of having a $50 line, a $100 line, and a $25 and send your seat because folks is barely hanging on. Huh? They barely got enough money to put tithes and offers in their own church. Huh. Hireling spirit. Huh. Not looking out for the concern of the people. Not concerned about the souls of men. But concerned about their pockets being lined up with money. Huh. Off of the backs of saints. Off of the backs of hard-working people. Ooh. Hopefully y'all ain't been jumping them up and down. Yeah. And now we got these so-called pastors and teachers and apostles. They're using their political views instead of just preaching the word. A lot of things I've been hearing here lately. It's blowing my mind. How we putting politics and religion above the kingdom of God. Huh? I don't want to hear about your democratic and your republican and your independent belief. What does that have to do with the gospel? Huh? What is all this vain religiosity and traditions uh, that has been getting us nowhere? What does that have to do with the gospel? Oh my God. Pastors telling people they're preaching against the vaccine one way or the other. Telling people they're going to hell. Hmm, everything is of the devil. Huh? No, no, no. Everything is not of the devil. Huh? There are a lot of things in this time that's being sent by God. Huh? God has ordained this pestilence in the land. Matter of fact, he's ordained it all around the world. Huh? <laughs> and some things, minister, we're not going to understand. We're not going to understand it until we get to heaven. Why God moved the way he moved. Why God did what he did. We think we know God and we don't know nothing. Because the ways of God are past finding out. You hear me? I don't care how anointed you are. How many days of a fast and praying you don't went through. How much Bible you know. And how long you've been in the church. And how many positions you had. And how God picked you up and used you. You don't know You don't know. <laughs> A lot of things we will never get the answer to. A lot of things will not be revealed until we get out of here, saints. We just got to go along for the ride. And I don't know about you, but I'm here for the ride with God. I believe I ride on and see what the end is going to be. And regardless of what goes down in the White House, and regardless of the variants of COVID, and regardless of the shortages of supplies, and regardless of what's happening.
endures to be. The same shall be. And you ain't going to be saved quitting. You ain't going to be saved backsliding. Every time you turn around, you backsliding. You ain't going to be saved like that. You ain't going to be saved quitting and giving up on God. Losing your faith because of what you see. You got to hold down. The old mothers used to say, I hold on to God's unchanging hand. What happened to the tenacity of the saints uh, that we can't hold on from week to week, month to month, year to year. We focus so much on trials and tribulations uh, and what folks doing to us and ain't doing to us and what they saying and what they ain't saying uh, instead of focusing uh, on Jesus, uh, the Now, the real deal prophets, uh, we done talked about some false ones. Because, see, they like to make carnal calculations. And a lot of these clowns all of a sudden got a voice in the middle of COVID. Want to make a prediction huh? in the middle of COVID. Well, we don't need your prediction now. See, you, you should have spoke up three years ago, four years ago, five, six. What happened to your voice then? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Real prophets... They called people to repent. When you read the scriptures, the whole theme of the prophets was to call people to turn from sin, to turn their hearts back to God. God always had an indictment with the people. And when he sent his prophet, it wasn't good news. Oh, my God. When he sent his prophets. uh, uh, Y'all think y'all like seeing prophets. Uh, You you didn't want to see Jeremiah come in your direction. You didn't want to see Ezekiel come in your direction. You didn't want Amos uh, come in your direction. Huh? You think you don't want to hear what the prophetic I flow? I just want to hear somebody flowing in the prophetic. Oh, you do. Hmm. It was very bad news. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 So you wouldn't listen before when God was first trying to get your attention because you were so caught up in your own way. You was caught up in what you was doing. So then God sends a mouthpiece. Oh, since we can't see God in all of his glory, but you're going to see the man of God. And when the man of God come your direction, oh, he's going to split your scalp. He's going to tell you like it is. And it's going to be in the attitude of exactly how God is feeling. And we say, oh, you shouldn't talk so harsh. Oh, you should nicen it and soften it up. God know when to soften it up. He ain't calling the prophet to soften it up. You should have listened to the soft word before then. Because when the prophet come, he coming to get down to business. Huh? And God is ready to get down to business. Huh? Because you refuse to hear. Huh? Because 
Absolutely. But they had leaders, Elder. And they didn't listen to the leaders. God always had leaders. Be careful. Because we can kick God off by not listening to leadership. And now the office of a prophet has been bestowed in pastors. They have to flow and function in different offices because God can't trust the people. Huh? Oh, we just flowing in the fivefold. Shut up, you ain't flowing in nothing. Huh? Oh, I'm coming down the road. Just hold on to your hat. We got time. <laughs> God couldn't trust us with a box of Cracker Jacks, less alone an anointing and an office to represent God and to do exactly what he said do. Hmm? Not trustworthy. Huh? He can barely trust us with $100 in our hand. Hmm? Barely trust us. My God, when you think about it, <laughs> are we trustworthy to handle God's goods? You can have a title, but what about the goods? Mm, yeah. So the real deal prophets told about judgment. How many of them out there speaking about judgment? Huh? You tell me. You listening to them. You hearing them. Yeah, you turning them up on Facebook and your telephone, YouTube, they got them all. Huh? They tweeting. They on Twitter. Huh? They give you your daily inspiration and you lapping that junk up. Huh? How many of them are talking about God's judgment? Huh? But they giving you some carnal calculation. Carnal. How many of them told you about the famine that was coming in the land? With specifics. Because a prophet gives specifics. Not something vague. We can all do that. Huh? Ray Charles can do that. It feels dry out here. Ain't no water out here. Oh, 
my God. Because it was our fault. It was our failures. Oh, and God will send judgment to right where it hits you. Oh, he know how to get us. He know how to, he know how to get the nation of Israel. Because the nation of Israel was into crops. That's what the nation was built on. Uh, there was that livelihood. Uh, and he said, he told the prophets, tell them their crops will fail. Woo, that, that hurts, Jesus. Uh, oh, that's tough. Uh, you mean we ain't get no fees? Uh, uh, we ain't get no grapes this year? Uh, we ain't get no corn this year? Uh, oh, my God, we ain't get no wheat? Uh, we ain't get no barley? Uh, oh, we ain't got no cows in the field? Uh, we ain't got no meat? Uh, oh, my God, because God means business. And he knows uh, exactly what to get us and he knew exactly what to get us with COVID on top of the sickness on top of not being able to breathe not being able to taste and smell and weakness and fatigue and all of those things COVID also hit what? The economy God knows how to get your attention Oh, God is very fair. <laughs> we ain't going to be able to accuse God. You wasn't fair. You treated the nation of Israel like this, and you treated a poor Gentile like that. No, 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 no. No, you ain't going to be able to accuse God. Oh, my God, because what he say to one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's righteous in everything that he does. He sends the plagues. Uh, uh, just like you see now in this day, the plagues of Egypt seem to be coming back. Oh, my God. Have you ever seen a time now where the cold weather don't even bother the bugs no more? They ain't even dying off. Uh, they sticking around. They thugging it out. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, through the zero temperatures and the snowstorms, uh, we still seeing flies uh, and fleas. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, what is going on? Uh, we got a question. Uh, what's going on in the atmosphere? Uh, because there's a spirit of corruption. A spirit of lewdness and foulness. There's a spirit of crime. Oh, and it's sin at the root. And God is going to let it smother out a whole lot of folk. Going to eat up our little corn. See? Wonder why you can't see a whole lot on the shelf at the grocery store. Now, I know why. Huh, you should know why. It's called sin. S-I-N. Y'all know how to spell. S-I-N. Huh? Yeah. Well, I wonder why so many folks died. I know why. Huh, well, we, we got to uh, pull out a dictionary and a thesis. We know it's S-I-N. Huh? Until the church get right. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I done stepped on some toes right there. Until the church get right. Because he going to deal with his church first. Judgment must first begin where? But we so busy snubbing our nose at folk out in the world, thinking we so much better. Oh, we got a guaranteed seat and Jesus is our BFF. Yeah. 
my best friend forever? Oh, really? Huh? We got the foulest attitudes. We so full of ourselves and full of pride. Oh, it's sickening. Oh, my God. Acting like nothing is going to befall the church. Who told you that? Who told you you wasn't going to go through hell and high water? Who told you you wasn't going to go through trials? And I mean hard trials and tribulation. Who told you that? Like the world and sinners is the only ones going to go through. Oh, honey, you're going to go through some persecution. Who told y'all this mess? <laughs> if he would approve the prophets and the apostles, he corrected them and allowed them to go through persecution. Who are you? With your little fingernail of anointing. Huh? Who are you? Think you ain't going through nothing. <laughs> oh, I'm coming down. you rowing a minute. Just hold on. Hold on. Oh, yes. Oh, because we're looking at things all wrong. Sometimes God has to wake Zion up. He's got to wake us up to his reality. Oh. When a prophet comes, woe, woe unto the people, woe be unto your house, woe be unto you. It ain't got nothing to do with no house and no car and no trinket. God could mount a hill of beans about you having a husband and a wife. You need that. God don't need it. Jesus. And we falling for this foolishness. <sighs> More the saints, the real deal saints are telling them to shut up. Stop your line. Giving them a platform. Oh my God. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Ezekiel laid on his side. Huh? And we live in the lap of luxury and we whine and complain about that. Huh? Come on here. Oh, you want to be a big anointed vessel? Oh, honey, let me tell you. <laughs> you're going to go through some stuff and you're going to be broke. Nine times out of ten, you're going to be a broke preacher. You hear me? Because God is not going to let your little money get in the way of what he got to get done. You hear me? You want to be mighty little use of God? Okay. Be careful what you're asking for. Huh? Because the apostles was broke. Hmm, let, me, let me say that again. The apostles was broke. Huh? Oh, they was mightily used of God. They had an anointing that turned the world upside down, but they was broke. Huh? They didn't have the luxuries that we have now. Huh? Don't y'all know these little jalopies that we got? It's lavish. Huh? And now we spend most of our time waxing it, wiping it down, putting a shine, extra sheen on it. Oh, my God. Ain't nothing wrong with taking care of what you got, but don't spend all your time on it. Oh, we spend 
We spend most of our time decorating our house and sprucing it up. Oh, we're trying to be big and look so good and spending all our little coins at the mall and at the store. Oh my God, we gotta have the best, all the best suits, the best dresses, and we gotta have accessories and wigs to match and makeup and the front to the top and the bottom. And And when God slice you open, you ain't worth a, a hill of beans. Huh? Where's the goods? Saints? Can you get a prayer through? Can, can, can you? Come on now. Y'all, y'all talk to me. We in Sunday school. Can, can you get a prayer through? That's all I want to know. Can, can you reach heaven? Where, where heaven is responding. Where heaven is answering your prayer. That's all I want to know. Is God responding? Or is he turning a deaf ear? Because our righteousness has ascended up to him. In his nostrils as a stink. Like filthy rags. Y'all know what filthy rags. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me move on. I know I lost half of you, but just hold on. Because a real prophet, they rooted up, they tore down, they destroyed the groves that was built up to Baal and Ashtaroth. Huh? They purged the land of idolatry. And when they finished the work of God, then God told them, now here comes hope. But the hope didn't come until we got corrected. Oh, but we want the feel-good message before the work. That's not how real prophecy works. Let's go to 2 Timothy. Third chapter. Starting in verse 1. And the Bible says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, and you're in perilous times, for men shall be lovers of their own self. Covetous! The pastor just talked about covetous spirit in the church on Wednesday night. Huh? Now we got saints scratching off and going after the lotto. Can't trust God, but want something that don't even belong to you. Hmm? <laughs> I, I know it. You don't have to agree. I didn't ask you to agree. We got saints doing foolish stuff. Huh? Going after something that don't belong to you. Doing whatever it takes with these get rich quick schemes. No, 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 no. That's not how God operates in his kingdom. No, no, no. Huh? Going after another woman's husband? 
another man's wife. Oh, yeah, they do that in the church, sis. Hang around a few days. They still doing it now. Covetous. Y'all better read about that in Leviticus. Hmm? God was very specific. You don't go after another man's wife. You don't go after another woman's husband. You don't lay with any and everybody. Because God has a standard. And we're losing our own standard. We let any and everything go. And God is not pleased. God is very specific, saints. We got to scratch our head and wonder whether God liked this or not. Oh, he's very specific. <laughs> Boasters. Bragging. Boasting like you done done something. If it wasn't for the grace and mercy of God, if it wasn't for God opening a door for you, making a way for you, oh, you wouldn't have what you have. You wouldn't be who you are. You wouldn't be and live and have the things that you have. If it was not for the tender mercy and the graciousness of God that has appeared unto you, all men, like you done done something. Boasting about yourself and your accomplishments and forgetting about God. Not reverencing God because he was the one that put me in possession. He was the one that allowed people to come down my pathway to help me get to where I needed to go because I didn't have all everything on the resume just right. Didn't have the higher education. It was God. If it had not been for God on our side, where would you be? Yeah. Oh, come on, saints. We're going to get it together. Proud blasphemers. Disobedient parents. Y'all can read. Huh? Open your mouth. You read the scripture. Unthankful. Hopefully that ain't you. Think about this unthankful generation. The minute God bless you, you want something else. We can't even enjoy the things that God has afforded us because we always want something else. We always want something new. Yeah? We can't even enjoy our family because we spend so much time on the telephone. We can't turn the TV off and just spend quality time with our families no more. We got so many distractions now. So many things that have our attention. Can't even enjoy our children and grandchildren. Can't even enjoy a walk in the park. Feeding the ducks. Huh? We can't even enjoy our bread. Can't enjoy a turkey sandwich because you're thinking about steak. You're unthankful. Hmm? You're unthankful. I enjoyed just having cheese and crackers last night. Because I thank God I got cheese and crackers. 
Sometimes, saints, it's just the simple things. It ain't got to be grandiose for you to praise God and give God his thanks. He looking for people that just appreciate being able to wave their hand. Jesus, I thank you that I can walk. I can put one foot in front of the other. Jesus, I thank you. In spite of the gas being so high, God, I got some gas in my tank. I thank you that you saved me, God. Saints don't even rejoice that God saved you. I'm thankful. Don't appreciate God. We don't even wake up and say, God, I thank you. It should be a daily practice. God, I thank you. You woke me up one more day. God, I thank you. I may have got a phone call. I may have got some disturbing news. Huh? And I got to face some stuff today. But God, I thank you. For one more day. Because it's another opportunity for God to show himself as God in my life. I guess I'm a little sensitive nowadays because I'm getting a little older, work in the hospital, deal with a lot of different people. And I hear a lot of stories every day. Everybody got a story. But I thank God when I leave their presence that that wasn't me. No food, no clothes, without a friend, or just another number, with a tragic end, but you didn't see fit to let none of you things be, but every day by your power, you keep on, you keep on, you keep on blessing me, and I want to say, It could have been your daughter. It could have been your husband. 
I thank him for a job. Daily loaded me with benefits. I thank him for traveling grace and safety. Because folks acting a fool on these streets. I thank him for shielding and protecting me from all the bullets that's flying around. Because they ain't got no name on them. It could have been your kids in school that got shot up by unthankful folk unholy without natural affection huh so they're talking against being a transvestite that's blatantly talking about homosexuality and I don't know how folks want to try to split a hair with you and argue with you that they was born this way it's not natural Taking medicines so that you can become a man, so your breasts can go away, so that you can grow facial hair and have features that are masculine is not natural. And the same for a man. Man taking medication to grow breasts when God didn't put them there. So that you can look feminine. And now we got more people that's supposed to be men, man. Looking feminine in the church. This is in the church. This sick spirit. And we think it's funny. Cross-dressing. That's not natural. And you ain't going to make God change his mind. It can be popular all they want to be. But God said what he said. Truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Mm -hmm. I mean, loose in morals and conduct. Now we're living more loose. Huh? Loose, just letting it all hang out. Huh? We hanging out with the dogs. Huh? Eating with the cats. And then wonder why you got that strange taste in your mouth. Because you don't let them influence you. Because mm. they loose. In morals and conduct, uncontrolled. See, that's what the Holy Ghost come to do. It gives us a spirit of control. Huh? Don't have us doing anything and everything. And see, it was a song they used to say, the things I used to do, I don't do no more. Places I used to go, I don't go no more. Things I used to say. I don't say no more. How many of us can sing that song? Haters of good. Why is it that we applaud everything that's nasty and evil? We pump that up. But the ones 
is striving with God, the ones that's doing good, huh? We can't be supportive of that. That's a problem, saints. Traitors. Come on, you read it. Head it. High-minded. What lovers of pleasure? More than lovers of God. Oh, we love our pleasures. Huh? Oh my God. How much of that stuff you don't put up before God? <laughs> if God actually told off on his saints, it really shined the light down on us. Ooh, it wouldn't be pretty. All this stuff that we don't put up before God. We don't love pleasure more than God. Oh, oh it's going to be rough standing before God. The next verse. Now, I want everybody to read this one. From what? Turn away. Turn away. Don't associate with it. Looking like church. Having on long skirt, but the biggest hellraiser in church. Looking like holiness. Hmm? Forms of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Hmm. Yeah, I could go a little further, but I'm not, you know. Well, I said we was going to go down to seven, so I, I take that back. Verse 6, for this sort are they which creep in the houses, lead captive who? Silly women. Laden with what? Sins. We didn't talk about that word today. Led away with. So what is diverse lust? Huh? Come on, talk to me. Seduction. That sexy, sexy. Y'all like. Huh? Because y'all desire to be sexy, don't you? Mm-hmm. Are we going to expose it today? No, this is what the Bible's talking about. That sexy, sexy. Don't y'all, y'all like it, don't you? That evil desire. Huh? What you thirsting after, sis? Thirsty. Why are you so thirsty and you're not never satisfied? Watch that thirsty. Watch that dirty, dirty. Watch that extra sexy you trying to go after. Winking at eye. Silly, silly, silly women. Lay it away. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm stepping. I'm stepping in high cotton this morning. Because we're going to expose some stuff today. <laughs> Woo! What will the next verse say? You always learning. You always reading your Bible. You always. 
please come into Bible study in Sunday school. You take notes and you highlight. You got the Bible on cassette. You got it on your phone. You listen to it in the shower. You listen in the car. You got big dictionaries, commentaries, books at your disposal. But what did the Bible say? Never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Why is that? We got all this knowledge at our fingertips, but we never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. The Bible says in all you're getting, you should be able to get an understanding. If God perceives your motives are pure, that you're doing it for the right reason, not to make yourself be deep, huh? So you can talk above everybody else, that you can hold your head up and snub your nose down. But when he sees that your motive is pure, he don't mind giving his people an understanding. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to let y'all go on with that. <laughs> oh, so now we're going to talk a little further. We done talked about false prophets in Christ that will appear and deceive. The Bible talked about evil men and seducers was going to do what? Wax worse and worse. They're going to get worse and worse. Deceiving and being deceived. Let's talk about wars, rumors of wars, famine, earthquake, natural disasters. I may get into a few other of these topics all at the same time. Kind of going back and forth. Joel, the second chapter. Joel 2, the prophet Joel. All these prophets around here don't even know what the weather going to be like, but okay. Okay. Joel 2, verse 30, and the Bible says, I will show and in the earth. Uh-huh. 